My name is Erin Bross, and this is The Dirt, Confessions of a Tree Planter. Art for this podcast comes from another tree planter, Bethany Davis, as part of her illustration series, Follow the Trees. This is a podcast about tree planting as a reforestation practice in the silviculture industry. Tree planters are a collective of people who spend much of their lives replenishing a logged area with new forest. However, tree planting is so much more than the physical act of planting thousands of seedlings in the ground day after day as a job. It is about the connections, experiences, bonds, and memories that last a lifetime. The dirt is a place to shed light on the culture that is mostly contained within those who have stuck a shovel in the ground. It is meant to dive deep into all things tree planting as a place for those to reminisce, relate, or to learn. So wherever you're coming from, as any tree planter would say, may the planting gods be with you. Hey folks, I am really stoked to share this episode with you. Um, This is my, uh, to date, uh, one and only in-person interview. Um, And this was with uh, a fellow planter, uh, Mike McDonald. Um, We were planting together back in April on the coast. And uh, yeah, we recorded this in my kitchen on a day off, which is actually where I'm now recording um, this message to you guys. So yeah, we, uh, we touched on so many things in this interview, um, but I, I really want to stress the importance of this interview and the conversation we have around tree planting as a career and, and tree planting past just your 20s and, and into your 30s and beyond. Um, you know, Mike is uh, 36 and I had just turned 30 uh, a few weeks uh, before this interview and, you know, we talk a lot about the dilemma that I myself have faced, he has faced, and I know so, so many people face tree planting, um, especially for those who start tree planting in university. And then, you know, you finish university and you want to keep planting and society tells you you're supposed to be getting a quote unquote real job. Um, but yeah, for me, I really pushed against that because I loved planting and I wanted to keep doing it. And I still feel that way now. So, um, yeah, we delve into that conversation and that, that process specifically for Mike of, um, yeah, deciding to remain in tree planting. And, and, you know, we talked too about his, uh, three-year hiatus and deciding to come back, you know, in his mid to late thirties, um, yeah, so yeah, we just delve into into so many things, but I really wanted to focus on on that being sort of the main uh, summary of our discussion. Um, but of course, we get into Mike's tree planting career, um, his other side career, side business that he has, and uh, we talk a lot too about you know what tree planting has done for the both of us um, throughout our lives, and really you know, the beautiful thing about tree planting and how it can change and evolve as you change and evolve as a person. So this is a really long interview. um, But honestly, I would recommend listening to the entire thing because all of it is really good and really relatable. And I think this is a great episode for anyone who's uh, early on into their tree planting career and is having these dilemmas um, to just listen to another story and Maybe it'll provide a bit of validation for you and a bit of confidence for you to keep, you know, following your instincts, following your gut and following what's truly right for you, regardless of what other people around you are saying or what the narrative in society is saying. Um, Yeah. And, uh, you know, for anyone who's 
who hasn't tree planted, um, I hope this can provide an insight into why some of us are are still doing it after 10, 15, 20 plus years. Um, yeah, so I hope you all enjoy this interview. I hope uh, November brings all of you well. I hope everyone's um, recuperated by this point and the bodies are feeling good. And I just want to let you guys know that um, for the rest of the month, I have some absolutely fantastic episodes coming for you guys. Um, some really important resources that, uh, yeah, I wish I would have had um, back in the day. So hopefully it will help all of you within the planting community. Um, so stay tuned for that. And because this is releasing on November 5th, I want to remind everyone that the One Million Trees documentary is coming out tomorrow. Um, so is it November 6th or it's the 7th? Now I'm forgetting um, and I'm going to screw it up. But uh, anyways, uh, stay tuned for the upcoming documentary, which will be released first on CBC Gem, which I believe is on November 6th. Um, I should probably check my sources here. Um, let's see. Okay, instead of just letting the clock run, I decided to actually go back and check, and I was right. Um, I should have just trusted my memory. Um, so it is premiering online on CBC Gem tomorrow, November 6th. Um, so you can uh, download the app for that online. Um, if you wanted to watch it live on TV, that'll be November 7th at 8 p.m. local time in BC and Alberta. So for the CBC specific BC and Alberta stations. Um, so yeah, we're really stoked for the premiere tomorrow and the and on the 7th. So um, yeah, so enjoy that. And, and just a quick aside, if you haven't already listened to my interview with uh, the director Everett Bumstead, then go check it out today, uh, maybe after you listen to this episode, um, before the documentary comes out to have uh, a little bit of background into the making of that film. So I hope you're all well and uh, stay tuned for next Thursday for my next episode coming. And thank you again so much for listening. Okay, Mike, we're rolling. Rolling. Welcome to the show. Happy to be here. Yeah, so you are my potentially one and only in-person interview. Oh, wow. Maybe there'll be more, okay. but you're the first one. Oh, trendsetter. Yes, definite trendsetter. So I know a little bit about you, not very much. Yeah. Just been playing with you a little bit, but let's start off with telling the listeners who you are. I'm Mike. Do you want to tell them anything more about <laughs> <for> yourself? <laughs> Uh, this is uh, this is my fourteenth year tree planting. I started seventeen years ago. Uh, I consider myself a life detective, and a bit of a comedian and philosopher as well. Uh, tree planting kind of helped open these things up for me in so many ways. I felt like once I started tree planting, my life changed in so many ways. Um, also, I'm an education. You shouldn't interrupt me when I'm talking. I know. I'm sorry. I need, it's because I have the phone open. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> so you're a stickler for manners as well? Yeah, a little bit. You know, etiquettes are important to me. Yeah. Uh, but 
Yeah, rules are meant to be broken sometimes. Okay, so you're a little bit of a rebel. The guy who likes to break them (laughs) or bend them, not, you know, you don't want to break things, but if you can bend the spoon, that's pretty cool. Okay. Um, Yeah, that, I guess that's a little bit about me. Golf aficionado, uh, hobbyist cook. Uh, What else? Uh, Education enthusiast. I have an education software company. And so I love asking this question because everyone's response is different. And I just find the stories really interesting. Yeah. Uh, how did you get into tree planting? Uh, I got in trouble for smoking weed uh, on the university hockey team. Uh, the coaches found me and one of my teammates after an away game. And this led to the captain on the hockey team because we were rookies on the hockey team. It was our first year. Uh, it led to the captain, who was a grad student, coming up to sit with us on the bus and like it, it, introducing himself more to us. And he was a tree planter. Okay. And so he's like, "Yo, you guys, like, you need to go tree planting this summer. Like, I, I think you'll love it." And. Uh, you shouldn't have any problems with, with the greens out there. And did he like, did he help get you a job or how did, like, how did that come about for you? Did you then go and try and find one or? Yeah. So we, what did we do? We like looked online or, or whatever. Um, yeah, we found like three companies or whatever. We, we didn't, I guess, try that hard. Uh, but I don't know, one of them like got back to us and the supervisor uh, came to the university and interviewed me and my buddy at the university and we were hired on the spot. Nice. Yeah. And then did your um, like hockey buddy, did he tell you anything about it or did like when you got interviewed, you know, did you have any expectations or imagery in your head of like what this job was before you Uh, got into it or not not a ton just that like he's like you guys are athletes so like you'll do well uh and that it's piece rate and you get paid by the tree so it's like all about like how well and hard you can work kind of thing um yeah that that was pretty much Oh, and then he'd said, like, you know, that we could maybe make, like, 10, 15,000 bucks in a summer. And <clears throat> we we were pretty surprised about that because I think at the time I was working for, like, seven or eight bucks an hour at, like, the golf course just because I love golf, like I was saying. Uh, but, like, you know, in a day maybe I would make, like, 50, 60 dollars. Yeah. Right. Like when you break down like my money per day at the golf course uh, and he was like, oh, no, man, like you'll be able to make like 300 bucks in a day tree planting. And and that was kind of like, what? Yeah. And so did you because I'm assuming you were in Ontario at this point still going to school? Yeah, that was at Carleton University. Yeah. So did you plant, did you immediately go out west or did you start in another province? Uh, Northern Ontario. Okay. Way up north. Okay. Like Ear Falls area. 
Interesting. All right. Yeah. So that was your first experience and you, you yeah. continued afterwards, even with all those bugs. Yeah. Yeah. I got kind of lucky, I guess, in that I was like surrounded uh, by a lot of good people, like a lot of good tree planters. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty small outfit. And there was like some guys who'd even come back from like out west or whatever to come plant some Ontario trees. Wow. Okay. You don't hear that often. No, no. And you know, like, like I remember one of the, one of the dudes was like 24 and I was maybe what, 19 at the time or something, 1920, like first year out of uni kind of thing. Um, and you know, 24 year old who's traveled around a bit is can be, was like this dude was like a huge mentor yeah. to me and my buddies and it, it's crazy because like looking back it's not like he was that much older but like he had a wealth of experience that we didn't have and he was just like you know filling us in in a lot of interesting life lessons so to speak so did you stick around in Ontario for a bit planting or how did that you know how did it evolve as you decided to go back yeah so <clears throat> the first season, uh, there was like three of us buddies that ended up going out. Like another hockey buddy came also. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we made some other friends while we were out there. But yeah, by the end of the first season, which was like maybe like six weeks, six and a half weeks, like we were done before Canada Day, like a week before Canada oh, Day maybe. Yeah. So it was like short. Uh, but we were like, yeah, fuck this. Like, we're done for the season. And just took the rest of the summer off. We had some money or whatever. Of course, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it was like, whoa, we don't have to work now. Like, we still have, like, the whole summer off. And we made more money than we would have made at the golf course or whatever. Um, me and my one buddy just bought golf memberships and just played golf the rest of the summer. And, nice. like... Yeah, felt like we were retired ballers, (laughs) (laughs) you know, with like seven grand or whatever, but that was plenty for us at the time. Um, We went to BC at the end of the second season. Okay. Road trip, just drove to Cal, uh, I was going to say California, Uh, Calgary to the university because the internet wasn't as advanced as it is today. (laughs) This is like... I planted 14 years, or this is my 14th, but uh, I guess I first started like 17 years ago, took a few off, and uh, yeah, we just went to Calgary, went to the universities, the computers, and then serendipitously found a job in BC, northern BC. Okay. Yeah, and then just head out there to that camp. So when you made the switch, like how, how did that go for you, and did, like, did you end up staying in bc ever since then or have you have you jumped back at all um yeah i'm Uh, curious okay so because it would have been different back then too even yeah so uh it it was kind of cool because it was like we came from ontario we, we all knew how to like plant a lot of trees at that point uh we're we're all feeling like quite good and then yeah we get to bc and it was like a little bit of an adjustment because there was like more slope, maybe just a little bit more technical trees in terms of micro slide uh, selection and stuff like that. Uh, but again, we were like super fortunate in that the people that we just got lucky to be around or whatnot were, were some of the best. 
And so it was like new exposures to new things. And it was like, yeah, we just kind of kept progressing. Uh, so my third year, um, I just went right out to BC to begin with. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was just crushing it. Um, but I think I just was shopping around different companies still for a while. And so, you know, I was like in Alberta, it's in BC, it's back in Alberta. Um, the, I went back to Ontario actually at the end of that third season. Okay. Because I missed planting easy, fast trees. Mm-hmm. I, I, my third season took me all the way to Vailmont. Uh, and it was planting like 35 cent trees, like coastal stuff. Yeah, nice. Uh, but to me, it wasn't Not so nice. at the time, <laughs> which is funny because yesterday I was just reflecting, like I think I even told you, like how much I like planting the coast, yeah. like the hard, yeah. nastiest, technical. gnarliest land, technical. Uh, but like way back when I started, that was like a overwhelming, mm-hmm. like too much of a mind fuck, like oh my god what do I do where do I go like deer in the headlights like uh looking around through all the logs yeah Yeah, like move a few feet stop and then like (laughs) look around again what do I do yeah whereas yeah now it's just like it's fun to just climb around and keep moving totally And so, you know, you've mentioned, of course, that you've been in the tree planting game for 17 years, but that this is your 14th season. So tell me about the decision to take a couple seasons off. How did that come about? Um, I guess the first time was the first time. You know what? I was gearing towards taking uh, a break from planting. Because uh, I bought the distribution rights for education software, that TechnoTutor, which I had been like playing with, testing a bit, and it, and it was like, this is pretty good. Um, and I'd also, I guess, at the time thought that like tree planting didn't count as a real job because mm, yes. like most people in society don't really know what's up mm-hmm. about it or whatnot. And I don't know, I subscribed to that for whatever reason. Uh, but then I was kind of procrastinating a bit with, with that education biz or, or let's take a step back. I put the money together planting to buy the education biz Mm -hmm. or the distributorship. And then, so the next year I was looking at, like, I wasn't going to plant, I was going to build this new, uh, education business. And then I ran into like some obstacles, like along the way in terms of some things working out. Um, but I was also skiing at the time and I ended up like hurting my knee skiing. So it was like, okay, I'm not going tree planting this year. Like, let's just take it off. Uh, and, and so that was like the first go off. Um, but then I went and planted, I guess the next year, just, I felt like I needed it to like rehab my body ironically enough, like the physical work of it all. Uh, But then, um, uh, what else? I just, I guess I got into Bitcoin also. And so I was kind of smart about it a bit. 
Uh, and then it was like, well, I don't have to work for a while because like I was Bitcoin rich. Um, and so I just kind of didn't tree plant also. Um, but then I was like investigating into stem cells and just kind of like my own health and body because mm-hmm. I, I didn't rush having uh, knee surgery. I kind of first thought I could just heal myself. Like I could just regrow my ACL. (laughs) Uh, Apparently it's like not that easy to do or whatever. And, you know, most people, if you try to tell them that, they're like, dude, you can't just do that. Uh, But I kind of thought I could at the time. So I was like, no, I'm just going to take the slow road and and just heal myself. And uh, yeah, so I just kind of uh, was exploring, I guess, like... um, uh, some naturopathic approaches to medicine and, and kind of understanding my body in various ways better. And how did you feel about about not planting? Because for so many people, and I think for me, I feel that way, is that it's, you know, it's more than just the job, right? It's the community and the family and the, the relationships that you have there. And it's it can be, you know, a sense of purpose or being for people as well. So... Mm-hmm. Like, how was it for you to, to step away from that and to not, and it's so much of our identities as well. So how, like, how did that feel? Yeah, that, that's a really good question. Um, and it's so true. And, and just you saying that really, uh, highlights the point of like what brought me back planning so many times is that the camaraderie amongst like mates, you know, like, yeah, good good mates that you hadn't seen for so many months and you hear like, oh, they're all going to go work this contract and it's like, there's a spot for you on that contract if you want it or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so that was a little bit tough because it was like, yeah, I had all these friends that now I wasn't going to go like see in the summertime that I would often like see in the summertime. Um, but I was like, I guess also pretty golf obsessed, like, which I've mentioned before. Just a few times. Right? <laughs> um, it's like I'm always working on my golf, even when I'm, you don't know it. Uh, so, yeah, it wasn't that difficult for me, I guess, because I just bought a golf membership again. And so instead of, like, going planting in the morning, I was, like, going to the golf course at 6 a.m. or 6.30 a.m. and... Similar schedule anyways. Yeah, except except my mates at the golf course, I guess, weren't the same mates that I'd be planting with, right? Like, they were more uh, retired folks. Because was at the end of my 20s then? Maybe beginning of my 30s? Uh, yeah, it wasn't a lot of people in my situation that were just yeah. able to play golf first thing in the morning. Um, but, yeah, I kind of liked that. And then just working out a bit working on the computer, doing a lot of like self-reflective stuff. And I'd been like participating with like an online group that's like made up of people around the world that were like into self-investigation, like understanding how their own mind works, what Mm -hmm. makes them tick. It's called uh, Destiny. It's funny, I started with them in 2007, like at the end of my third season planting. But I also kind of like took three years off altogether planting. So I've been like destiny connected in some way for like 14 years now. Mm-hmm. 
And then I've also planted for like 14 years. And I just kind of did the math on that the other day and was like, huh. Because in a way, like they're both very physical processes, like going into your own mind and writing and all that jazz. Mm -hmm. And then the planting, obviously, just very physical. Yeah, I'm curious too, you know, I've had discussions with other people about this before. Um, And I've even spoken about how I've really used planting to navigate things in my life. Um, Very often, you know, emotional or or mental things going on in my head and in a very physical way, use planting to sort of get that stuff out um, Mm -hmm. in in a therapeutic manner, I would say. So I'm curious as well for those years that you took off. Of course, you have golf, so maybe that was another channel for you to do that um like did you did you notice a difference and I I don't know if you were if you are a person who has who has dealt with a lot of things on the block I feel like everybody does but did you notice that that was easier or harder when you when you weren't when you weren't planting yeah uh that's that's a really good question um I think I had, like, some suppressions that were, like, total blind spots uh, for me. So I think definitely for some time, I didn't realize uh, some of my shortcomings, per se, Mm -hmm. like, in personality or or just my behavior, all sorts of jazz, I guess. Um, And I think always planting gave me a structure Mm -hmm. that enabled a lot of like my creativity and my flow like which are like the flow just kind of being in the flow is is pretty big to me uh and planting kind of serendipitously highlighted that point and yeah it, it took me a while to even like fully appreciate that or understand that like utilizing structure to support your creativity and your flow states. Uh, and so tree planting kind of like gives you that without you maybe necessarily knowing Mm -hmm. that it can be like a lot can be opened up like from within it. And I guess it was through, yeah, a couple years of not planting and then kind of coming back into it, which was like, like I fell in love with it like all over again. Cause I think before I had like totally taken like a couple years off, uh, the relationship was always kind of like love hate. Mm -hmm. Like I loved it, but then at times like I'd hate it and I'd let like my own mind fuck get to me maybe. So I'd maybe believe that hate like when it wasn't really that real. But uh, yeah, it was like after not planning two seasons, I realized like, okay, if I don't go back to do it this year, I probably never will. I'll just do other stuff and move on with my life. Okay. Um, But on like some deep level, it was like, no, that's like a part of me, like who I am, who I've become. And it's like, it's so helpful to me in so many ways. Like planting in so many ways has made me like a self-made man. and then so I like owe a lot to it and then kind of just coming back into it it was just like yeah this last year was just kind of like grand epiphanies like all season of sorts mm-hmm. and in various ways like oh okay like I'm receiving the awesomeness that this whole thing is and it's yeah it's like my life just keeps opening up 
And I just wanted to go back to something that you mentioned earlier a little bit, because I think especially for maybe anyone listening who's getting into tree planting or who's newer to tree plant or maybe even vets who are who have similar feelings as you did where you mentioned that you were really like shopping around for for the right company for the right for the right place I was wondering if you could talk a bit more about that and you know of course everyone's priorities are different but kind of what what you were looking for and 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 yeah how, how you ended up finding it yeah so like I mean you, you know you hear a lot of uh, gossip and rumors of you know the grass is always greener of course yeah right um but you know amongst like all of that you, you start realizing that like huh okay there's there's like a lot of different companies out here and there's you know different kinds of companies in terms of like the forestry tree planting companies in terms of like the quality and the integrity of the company itself and i realized that like Okay, like the places I was first getting like accepted to or like offered employment at uh, were places that were more catering towards people like me who had really like little to no experience and who therefore could be like manipulated or like taken advantage of more so uh, just through like the nature of like the competitive process of like the business itself. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and, and so it was kind of like, huh. Okay, like I never really knew where I was going or whatnot, but I was just kind of always open to like check my options or whatnot that like I don't have to settle for less necessarily that like just because I met some people working for this company, like I'm not married to them Mm -hmm. or whatever. And that like just because I had like a good moment or whatnot here, like doesn't mean that I should come back to that place all the time or whatever and so just kind of like a kid in the candy shop of sorts I knew that planning was kind of cool and it was just more of like a natural outflow of just like the conversations with mates I'd made over the years and then that's actually what like led me into the two current companies I'm working with now it's it's kind of that whole uh, you know like your network like your peer networks kind of like open things up for you and kind of say like yeah he'd be a good fit here and there and it, it all just works yeah it's like you know the same people it's like oh cool like here you go yeah but it's funny in a way because it's like when you're new and you have no experience it's basically like your education is going through like the hoops of seeing what's out there and kind of doing your due diligence and, and learning from all of that because it's like when when you're green to something, it, it's just like just participate. That's like all that's required, basically. Yeah. I'm curious too what you think of because of course when you started planting and even a little bit so when I started planting, there wasn't this huge online culture of tree planters that exists totally. now. And I mean, totally. I see what what goes on with with King Kong and and just. Uh, you know the resources that are available these days for people and you know the way that you obviously had to navigate simply through experience like I think a lot of us have to find sort of what we're looking for or the right little spot for us or I mean that evolves too so potentially it just changes as you change as a person but how how you see the online community sort of impacting and influencing that like has that been interesting for you to watch yeah, a little bit. Um, 
Yeah, it, it, it's almost like it's almost like I've tuned the point out to a certain extent, <laughs> like quite quite deliberately so, uh, which is maybe weird in some ways because it's like. I've gotten so used to the way things have been or whatnot within the planting and, you know, like I know a lot of people from the planting or whatnot, but like, I don't know, I haven't participated online in the planting world that much. Like even King Kong, I almost just like, maybe I'll tune in to see what's going on every once in a while or I'll I'll laugh at some shit. But like, I don't know, I haven't really given much attention to the fact that there is all this... Uh, space online now for planting discussion about various things. Uh, I do think it as a whole is like pretty cool and good for the industry mm-hmm. because it it's a lot easier to have like dialogues publicly uh, to raise awareness and, or, and exposure for sensitive issues yeah. and whatnot. And I think it's kind of interesting because planting has kind of always been at like the fringes of society yes (laughs) uh you know for for both like positive reasons and negative reasons you could say and i think this kind of just like helps uh iron out maybe any of like the kinks in there but i i mean i can see also that it maybe causes some kinks sometimes like because people can be like dramatic and emotional and Online, I think sometimes gives people a false sense of security. Oh, yes. Yeah. You know, and that like you can go into a character because you're online or whatever. Um, but I think as a whole, it's, it's, it's pretty good just for the industry itself and makes it way easier to source things and connect with people and get feedback. Yeah. Which is great. So this is a bit of a, a big question. Uh, I love asking people this one as well how has tree planting changed or impacted your life you've touched on this a little bit already yeah i only kind of flirted with it maybe um it's really epitomized the point for me that hard work is its own reward and that like you are your own patience and it's kind of like your patience stems from your very impatience (laughs) (laughs) right and it's funny if you look at the word impatience because it's like the I am patient. Uh, and tree planting has like showed me how I mind fuck the fuck out of myself. Mm, yes. Like it's kind of funny. I was thinking about this the other day that like from tree planting like alone, like I probably have like over a thousand different like specific examples of different ways in which I can mind fuck myself out of my best potential. And that kind of remind me of like the whole like Thomas Edison approach of like invention and ingenuity where it's like, you know, to really understand something well, you have to understand uh, like a hundred ways or a thousand ways that it doesn't work. Mm. And, and so it's like, you know, it's kind of funny because I've geared towards the whole like Nikola Tesla approach where it's a little more like methodical, like logical, like carefully calculated. Uh, but that being said, like my preferenced approach has been to kind of be like, you know, uh, brazen a little bit in, in allowing myself to make those mistakes and realize like through my airs. Uh, so planting with the repetitive nature of the job itself has like really forced me to be like 
become incredibly honest with my own like inner psychology and my my thinking and whatnot like for both better and and for worse mm-hmm. so to speak because um yeah like you know it, it's like ultimately what we accept and allow inside our head that like determines our destiny determines our like world determines our experience and there's a lot of things that can come up over the course of a day while you're planting where you're just doing this physical repetitive labor uh you know, to talk yourself in to continuing to do the work or out of it, right? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, like, tree playing really has, like, enabled me to, like, I feel like really master knowing, like, who I am through and through. Yeah. Yeah, and what, what you touch on, too, with the Edison stuff is I feel like that's what you're constantly doing when you're tree planting totally. is because every time you plant a tree it, it's different exactly each, each tree each spot is like a new home yeah. it's a new place yeah. and so it's like your shovel like you're making so many like holes you're making so many decisions on like the microsite like do I put it in here here do I put it there next to this that and uh, yeah so it's like I guess that's the other thing is that like mastery is is like comes through like the understanding of like any one particular thing Mm -hmm. and that you can apply that thing to anything and everything else but it's that like sophistication in understanding on that one thing like at such an advanced level that you have like this structure this foundation that you can take it into any and other all fields well and it's almost this humility as well of it doesn't matter how many thousands hundreds of thousands millions of times that you've done it yeah it's still not going to be perfect well it's it's like or what is perfect because you you can still you can be planting your two millionth tree and you can put your shovel in and you hit a rock or something and then you're like damn it you have to move your shovel and you you can't have that effortless you know like it's always it's always still there's always another challenge it it feels like i i totally like agree with that and i guess like a way of thinking i've had for myself and I feel like this is like the way of life is, is to treat yourself like a fine wine that you just <laughs> get better with age. And so it's like all about, and with like the physicality, like I was saying to a planter yesterday, it's like when we were like 20, like we had no awareness of our physical body mostly, like almost none, like just the way we would perform or like treat ourselves like we weren't very smooth it was all just like whatever just give her and like kind of be hard on ourselves in various ways now it's like the movements are like way more smooth like because there's it's like you know a question i've I've like asked myself a lot it's like where am i in my feet like am i in my feet or am i in my head Mm. you know because like interesting when, when you're in your head there's like no awareness in your feet like whatsoever yeah and like if you're too much in your head like that's when you trip oh it's so true it's so true yeah and like you'll notice it if like you start to get like emotional in your thinking in some way that's when you're most likely to have like a fucking epic bail yeah 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 so it's like where am i in my feet and i feel like it is an expansive expansive process that like you can always kind of be playing with your technique getting better and that like that's what real mastery is is that like it's it's all about the play you know goes back to like the golf swing like just keep playing with that swing just keep hitting balls 
keep playing. So it's, trees. it's interesting too that you bring up the age factor and sort of the physicality of it because you know I've seen so many planters who have come in hot, be big ballers and destroy their bodies and then retire. You know, in yeah. five or six years, right. and you know I definitely came in pretty hot myself. I you know I was a baller in my early days per se and was just wanting to see how far I could push my body. Yeah. I was very, I was always very aware of my body, but that's just from my background. But, uh, you know, there's been so many comments and even from, you know, my parents who have been planters comments about how, oh, well, you're, you know, you're 30 now, like this is way harder on your body. Um, you know, you're like just this assumption that you can't do it the same as you did when you were 20. And I'm curious as to your experience with that. I know personally, I feel I'm in way better shape than I was 10 years ago, planting wise. And there, there is so much muscle memory in your body, just knows what to do and knows how to handle it. I honestly feel better physically in my 11th season than I did in my first or my second now. And, and I don't really notice a big difference in, in terms of the recovery um, or feeling more sore, you know, like, oh, I'm getting old or whatever. So, so yeah, what are your, what are your thoughts or your own experience with that? Cause that's definitely a huge sort of judgment that people generally have about tree planting. Yeah, totally. Um, I, I agree like a hundred percent like this, I was saying to a friend the other day, I was like, she's like, how's your body doing? Like, how's your knees? Like, how's, how's it going? And it's like, oh, like, so good, like, stronger than ever. Like, yeah. that's, that's the experience. That's how I feel. Like, like, planning has never been better in a lot of ways. And it's like that whole fine wine point. Like, it's, it's so retarded. It's so stupid to think that, like, the burnout way is the way things are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Like how fucking stupid is that? But but it's like such common thinking almost because it's I don't know it's like this defeatist approach and that's maybe very common in society and culture to like give up or accept that things can't work that you're getting old and therefore yeah, you can't you're, do all you're these derotic. things anymore yeah. Um, but my attitude and approach always I guess since like a child has been like. I think I'm just going to get better. Like as I age the whole, yeah. Like that's where the fine wine point came, kind of came because I think it's very much like a decision and a choice. Cause it's like, you're here every day. You're doing things. It's like, it's the whole, like, if you don't use it, you lose it, mm. but it's like, you're using your physical body. It's like, you're developing your relationship. And so it's like that Thomas Edison point in the first years. It's like, yeah, maybe you get some results, but it's like, if you're not honest with yourself about how you're straining yourself using like inferior techniques and shit like that, like, you know what I mean? Then, then you're not going to last. Like you're not going to be able to continue at that way of doing things mm-hmm. indefinitely. But like, if you listen to your body and you kind of keep practicing, keep playing, like, you know, you're going to be a badass baller of sorts that just like keeps getting better because it's like it's like you're your own plant in a way your own tree and you just keep like giving yourself the goods so it's like what happens to anyone anything that's just an environment that keeps getting the goods like they thrive Mm -hmm. um and i guess 
I've also always just kind of been of that attitude and I think that's helped me quite a lot and and just also just very open and willing to question myself and and I like to play and challenge myself and I think with the planning it's just been so helpful because you kind of it's, it's been pretty easy to just play with the work while you work like the work is full-on work but if you can be creative and in, in managing that effectively it's super rewarding mm-hmm. and just makes us more you know physical and it's like we live in a physical reality and I think we forget that almost sometimes because it's like we're in the age of information too and we can just become maybe, maybe sometimes like a bit more flighty in terms of just like mental faculties or whatnot but it's like I don't know like your mental faculties aren't shit without your physical body really like granted you can have some like qualities of life with just physical capacity or or with just mental capacities Mm -hmm. and like suppress physicals but it's like ideally you really want to honor that like those physical abilities we have so i think the only real way to do that is by like being physical and you know planting trees for like the planet like doesn't get much better in terms of like physical actions that you can actually do to like support life like we're it so yeah we're really doing it so i'm gonna i'm gonna keep hitting you with the the deep questions here please um what does tree planting mean to you (laughs) uh keep it simple stupid (laughs) nice yeah yeah like it's it's kind of a it's a give as you'd like to receive kind of point Mm -hmm. like yeah just so simple like just you know here you go like the gift of life itself kind of thing yeah and sort of the power to create with it what you want to do with it what you want because you know there's nobody out there you know it's just yourself and you motivating yourself to to bag the trees up and put them in the ground basically so it's it's also kind of tree planting to me also is just like a reminder that like life itself is tree planting Mm -hmm. in so many ways and like like it's a metaphor in that like our words are like seeds and you know it's always a choice how we we use our words you know just like planting it's always a choice where you put that tree Mm -hmm. like you know there there's like like it's yeah it's it's always it's always an expression and an action so to speak and it's it's i guess how we play in the moment yeah so i really like asking these next two questions and i sort of suggest the first thing that comes into your mind because okay. uh, i say they're they're fairly loaded questions i even had a hard time answering them and honestly cool. every time i i you know think of the question again it's like something new pops up okay but uh what is your favorite tree planting memory huh wow um okay yeah what pops up it's funny it's like more and more things just keep popping up (laughs) it's like so many the first thing Oh man. Okay, I'm gonna say a few. I can't just say okay. one. Don't overthink it. No, I won't I won't <laughs> overthink it. Um what was it maybe? Maybe it was like in my fifth season. I brought like a camcorder out to camp oh, wow. with me. Yeah, nice. Like like a fucking little camcorder. 
And I had in my mind that I was going to put together like a tree planting documentary or something. Yeah. But I didn't know shit about shit about <laughs> shit, really. Uh, just like a good idea, I thought. So, you know, first day we're in like this bush camp in Kamloops or something. And I just like start like just walking around with my video camera and just put it in people's faces and saying things or whatever, saying all sorts of things. And uh, that that's not even actually the memory that came up. It was, it was at the end of that season. It was like one of the last days of the season. Mm-hmm. And I just like everyone was planting in roughly the same area. It was like everybody was at the overfill block. For a gangbang or whatever. Of course, yeah. Um, <laughs> kind of like we were yesterday. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> and uh, you know, I mean, I planted a lot of trees that year, but I decided, like, yo, I'm just gonna like not plant today, and I'm just gonna like follow around everyone. Oh wow. Yeah. So <laughs> it was like, and everybody, you know, was just like happy to play around or whatever, yeah. and. Uh, it was just like a fun day. I was on the block just to like capture all the fun that was being had. And so with that being said, what is your worst tree planting memory? Um, huh. That's interesting. Hmm. Um, I guess, I guess my worst memory. Ah, that's, Hmm. Where I guess I was like dishonest with myself. Yeah. I mean, in a way they're good because, well, I've been able to like look at that and and be honest about my dishonesties. Um, Like that could be, you know, slutting the cash, planting some shitty trees, you know, like, oh, like I think almost or like, taken days off just because I was like emotional and and I followed my train of thought in the morning you know was afraid of the rain the sounds of the rain (laughs) just thought like I needed to hide in my tent all day um hiding in my tent all day because not wanting to see the supervisor because I stayed home because I was afraid of the rain yes you know what I mean like those are some pretty lows or where you decide like midway through the day you're fed up and you've just had enough, but it's like, there's nowhere for you to go. (laughs) (laughs) And and you're having, you're you're having like this total fucking emotional meltdown, but it's like, nobody cares. Nobody fucking is around to even hear you. Like there's nowhere to go, but, but like making the decision to just kind of fucking sulk in your own sorrows, like sitting down, just Feeling like, sorry for yourself. Yeah. yeah you know, being a real like Eeyore, you know, just, Oh God, like what was me? And, um, yeah, that's that's pretty there. Or just, you, you know what? It even comes out is almost even like worse than that. Like worse than even doing it to myself is is bitching with that miserable attitude uh, and in influencing others into that mm-hmm. like kind of negative, destructive woe is me non-responsible state 
Yeah, have you ever gone through a period where you were a quote-unquote crusty vet? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like since my first season. <laughs> like You just embodied it right I away. I did, because <laughs> the rebel in me liked the whole mayhem mm. of like, oh, people just seem to go crazy out here after a bit. Like people, like it was, it was kind of a thing. It was like, okay, once people have been in the bush for like two, three weeks, like bush crazy comes out, you know, where it's just like people will let loose almost like forcibly so because they have like some stressors or they've been challenged their comfort zones like beyond epic levels mm-hmm. or whatever. Oh yeah. And I've always kind of been very like a very sensitive person. I maybe been like quite guarded about like how intuitively like sensitive and receptive I am. Uh, so I used to like thrive off people's like emotional instabilities like massively and so I would encourage that like any and I guess it was a bit unconscious too but anytime like I you know caught wind of the vibe of the moment of of something like yeah I used to just encourage the stirring of the pot like just to cause like anarchy of sorts um because to me it was entertaining because it was like I guess I, I had my own suppressions or whatnot that were harder to see and so uh, just causing any sort of like uh, dramatic scene was like wildly uh, engaging and entertaining and like cathartic to me. Uh, so anytime anyone ever had to chirp usually about anything or bitch, you know, I used to like to really like to bitch the bitcher or like jump on it with it if it suited my emotional like disdain of the moment. Um, yeah. So just to go back, because you mentioned your first season there. Um, oh, yeah. How did you find the the whole reality of the job, too? I don't know how <clears> much <throat> time you spent as a kid, you know, in the outdoors or camping or whatnot. How did that... Was I, that, like, a massive shock for you? Or what did it feel natural? Was it normal? It, it's so funny. It was, like, such a, such a smooth... I, I mean, it was pretty easy in a lot of ways. Uh, like when I learned that the the job was all about just kind of like your willingness to like keep working, keep focus, like do the repetitive work. Mm -hmm. I knew that I could be as good as anyone or I could simply be one of the best because I knew I had it like such a solid work ethic. Um, because I used to, I, what did I used to do? I used to like weed my, I used to weed my mother's garden um, as like a way for me to get stuff like big hot ticket items stuff, nice. uh, whenever like, you know, I needed to like make some money because like we, she had a big, big garden. And so it was like one of those things that would only, you know, maybe get done like once or twice a year, like a real serious, like go. And it took a lot of man hours of just like that manual labor focus, just keep doing it. That's the only way it gets done. Um, and I had milked that point for years. And that point showed me that, like, it's that, like, focus and that self-movement. So to me, like, from the start, looking around, it was like, it's just people doing this monkey job. Like, I'm a monkey that can jump on the bed or whatever. So, yeah, it, it kind of, I didn't have those obstacles, maybe, that some have about it. Like, or just working. Um... I also knew that being a rookie, 
no one would be so forgiving with me or lenient with me. So I took it upon myself to like push the boundaries or bend the rules or like what, what is a good tree? I don't fucking know. I have no experience <laughs> doing this. Like yeah. better fucking ask now yeah. or like, oh, these trees are frozen together. Well, that's sweet. I get to plant two at a time every time. Oh, every time they're frozen, it's like I'm gonna make double the money. Like this is insane. It's like you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, it's like I've seen trees that look like they're stuck together, like all over the place. Like look over there; those two look like they're growing at the same hole. That must have been fun for your foreman. Yeah, yeah. So like my first year, you know, like I got the nickname like Captain Replant. Oh God! You know, I was Captain Replant like my first year. <laughs> you know, it's like Mike. Uh, twenty-two is too high of density. Like, it's like. Uh, Did you actually plant a twenty-two? That's amazing. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. Well, you know, I thought it was like a raw piece, but I thought like I had just a little scarified section, but it was just like a skitter track in it, and so I thought like I could be extra tight and just you know. That's like, impressive, actually. Yeah, it was quite tight spacing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so like, I guess part of me always knew that like part of the key to my learning success was, was failure. Maybe I couldn't articulate it back then, but, uh, yeah, like I kind of jumped on that from the get go. It's like, um, maybe a bit of an idiot. Uh, let's figure it out. Well, I'm not an idiot really, but like play that like, oh, cause they're not going to be so gentle with you. Like you know, to learn it. There's so many people, not just in tree planting, but in life that they can't acknowledge that. Um, and who are so afraid of failure, you know, this, this perfectionist view that, you know, society preaches, I suppose, or just this, you know, idea in consciousness that there is a perfect and that we should be striving to attain it. So, I'm curious if you have ever thought about or, or what you think about now of your, you know, almost radical acceptance of, of failure right from the beginning and, and how that's benefited you in tree planting, especially. Uh, well, yeah, like it was kind of funny because, you know, all my close peers would chirp me, like make fun of me, maybe even bully me a little bit for, for being like the bad boy or like the rebel or, or just an idiot or some mix of like all that stuff. But it was interesting because it's like I was outperforming them like substantially so. Yeah. Uh, and it was because I was like I wasn't afraid to take risks where it was like, and I think that's the point. It's like fear, like your relationship with fear. It's like, so often, so many times people fear like just conflict, even with their like mates that it's like, Oh, I better not say this. I better not do that. Or like they're starting to do that. So I better like cut them out of my life mm. or like so many different things. Uh, and, and I think just in some weird way, I was like intuitively sensitive to like the emotional dynamics of all that stuff. And I think just existing where I held myself back too, too, too much in that way was just like exhausting and excruciatingly painful to me. And I just couldn't do it. So like I opted towards like what made sense mm -hmm. to me. Yeah. 
And so, you know, coming from that place and, and now here you are many years later, and this is something I've reflected on a lot recently, actually, is how how tree planting has evolved for me over the years. Okay. You know, as I've grown as a planter and as a person, as a human, and the stages of my life and how I've found there's real parallels between how my tree planting season's going and how my life is going. So oh, my I'm, God. I'm curious how tree planting has evolved for you over the years. Wow. Wow. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Jesus. Well... Okay, it's like, I guess it's like seven, seven years ago now, or this is maybe the seventh year, is it eight, seven, six, eight? Uh, if I think about like when my 10th season was, mm-hmm. um, I had like just finished like a ski season in Whistler, uh, and that was the time I was getting into the education software learning program, and I thought you know what, like, I should really test this program out more. Like, could I create a program for myself to, like, enhance my tree planting? Interesting. I was like, I'm already quite good. Like, you know, I'd been regarded as, like, a baller since, like, my first year. And, but, like, you know, so I'd, like, hit, whoops. Uh, hit some pretty good levels already. So to me, it was like an interesting challenge. Like, okay, like I'm going to know if this software programming helps me at, at all because I know who I am, like how I've been doing in the work and whatnot. Uh, so I like created my own like, like kind of a script, let's call it, uh, to like fine-tune my performance planting. And that 10th season, I had like a banger year. I had like all these new personal bests, made some new company records. Uh, and it seemed like I challenged like my peers to like up their, up their game. Um, I, I don't even think I drank any alcohol that season. Huh. Just, it was like a thing I was doing. I didn't drink alcohol for a few years. Um, wasn't doing any drugs and uh, I was just like yeah very very present in mind just like silent was just like I'd like automated like my professionalism in ways that I didn't think was possible Uh, and so that kind of has like never stopped from there and that's kind of like carried into other areas, I guess, well, like my whole life and living. Um, that like, yeah, like who I am is like a tree planter, like through and through that it's like, I don't know, it's like not even just about the planting anymore. That like, it's kind of like I can't not be planting. Like, it's just like who I am, like as like life itself here mm-hmm. uh, and what I've kind of like become to be, so to speak. So yeah like super expansive in a lot of ways and that like how I look at myself and the world and life is just like so so expansive whereas like when I started it was not like so expansive Mm -hmm. like it was like open possibilities or whatnot but like 
I don't know, like the depth of myself wasn't, it was just so suppressed. Like, and I feel like now it's like, I know that I'm like a deep well of like life itself, Mm -hmm. planting, planter here. Yeah. 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 And, you know, you've mentioned, of course, you've done a fair bit of traveling. Most of us do. um, And tree planting really definitely gives that flexibility for people. Yeah. I'm curious if you've ever considered or have you ever planted internationally in in other countries? Have you ever considered that? Or, yeah, what are your your thoughts on that? Um, Yeah. I was, like, looking, I guess, more seriously than I ever have at like uh, Australia in the past year or so. I guess I looked at it a number of years ago too. Uh, But no, I haven't planted anywhere else internationally. It's something I've been like considering. Also, I guess questioning um, into like what kind of forestry programs do exist Mm -hmm. in other countries. Um, that's like an area I'd like to research more. I've been like, I guess, picking people's brains, you know, like little bits about it. Also, yeah, just a bit like the USA, like how the various like states, because it's right next door. Yeah, I'm really curious about the US too. I've been trying to find someone for the podcast because I do know because my mother she does forest audits in the US okay in Maine and Washington and New York Uh, I think she's done one in Oregon as well so I know that tree planting does exist there but I've also heard it looks very very different so I'm super curious as well okay Um, we'll have to yeah stay tuned hopefully I can find someone so Hmm. yeah cool yeah because that would at least be right next door yeah I'd heard in the USA that and I don't know if it's true or not, but that, like, tree planting is mostly done by the prisoners. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Like, I, I don't know if that, that's fully the thing, but uh, it's kind of an interesting point if, if that is the case. Because in Canada, uh, Supreme Court, I think it was not late, mid-1950s, mm-hmm. uh, they, it made it cruel and unusual punishment for prisoners to have to tree plant. Wow. <laughs> and here right? we are. <laughs> right? By, like, choice, choosing to do yeah, it. And yeah. it's just like, no, like, nobody should be forced to do that. And it's like, it kind of shows how backwards this world is in a yeah. lot of ways, right? Where it's like, how dare you make someone <laughs> want to plant? Like, someone, let alone who's been deemed by society in need of, like, rehabilitation of sorts, you know? like What better place, really, than right? outside? Yeah, yeah. like, we, we both kind of sharing that same, like, regard for the fact that, like, planning's been, like, this lifeline of sorts. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, I, I guess, I don't know. It, that's I've always found that point to be, like, super fascinating, just, like, in a physical world. And I've talked about this with a couple other people before. Uh, and, you know, you've touched on different styles of ground, technical ground, fast ground. And you've even mentioned how there have been times that you, yeah, you went back to Ontario to do some fast planting. And, and I know I've talked to some people who are very much like, no, this is the style of planting I like and this is what I do and, and it works for me. Do you have a, a preference in, in planting style or has that even evolved with your tree planting Oh career? yeah, oh yeah, that's like evolved like so much in that like my, my style 
is is expansive in nature. It's kind of like I learn something and then I just keep building on what I learn. And so it's kind of interesting, I guess. I, I learned to tree plant in some of the easiest terrain. Difficult maybe in some ex- some. I guess ways in that I planted a lot of like hard ground initially so your hands had to be pretty strong I guess Mm -hmm. Um, but in terms of like site selection and all that it was laid out for you or it was like a runway strip a lot initially or the raw stuff was pretty clean Um, whereas yeah I guess the other end of that is, is the technical the coastal like big logs climbing over jumping over up and down under uh your piece looking like a bush maybe or or cliffs (laughs) yeah all green um i i love all of that stuff i guess so much more than i did in the beginning because in the beginning it was just too overwhelming for me and it was like difficult to process and it felt like a hindrance and a burden even to be like given you know, like if the land was a little more hairy, it was always like I was offended because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, well, like, like I might have to think or use my brain or, <laughs> and, and really like what behind all that was, was like my own insecurities with myself, like me being like hyper competitive and not making the connection that there was like some insecurity glossed in there that was making everything harder or whatnot. Um, yeah, so now it's just kind of like I really appreciate, I guess, all the different shades, so to speak. So it's like gray's like the ultimate color in, in that regard because it's like everything fits in the gray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know you mentioned to me too yesterday when we were out there that you know you were that you love the coastal ground, the technical ground, but you do also like yeah. sort of the mindless planting, which is generally yeah. speaking, you know, the easier ground where you can just kind of go and just, just sort of get in the flow. Right. Um, so do you, do you like a balance of the two or, or does it kind of just depend on your mood? <laughs> That's, you know, it's funny. It's maybe a, a bit ridiculous for me to say. It's, it's like, well, the analogy that came up was like women. Like I'm a, I'm a bachelor right now. And I'm in my mid-30s, and it's just like, I like women that are older than me, and I like women that are younger than me. And I look at, like, the land kind of the same way, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, I like land that is, uh, you know, easier in it, well... It's all, it's, it's all easy. It's all easy. This is a slippery not, slope. Yeah, no, and it's, yeah, let's move away from the women. Right. Um, I was trying to just keep it simple. Maybe I'm getting No, no, I get here. it. It's like you can, you can like both. Like, yeah, I yeah. like both. You know, it's like, I like meat and I like salad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, like, um, I, I like, I like Alberta and I like BC I like the flats and I like the mountain tops, you know, it's, it's, yeah, man, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, It's all just different. So do you ever go back to any of the other provinces or would you ever entertain that idea? Are you pretty like, no, I'm, I'm into the, I mean, I mean the West coast arguably is the best coast. Uh, (laughs) I I would argue that as well. And I've, I've lived on both coasts. So, um, 
However, there there's a part of me that definitely would like to go do uh, some Quebec planting. Mm. I've never planted in Quebec. Uh, Quebec's pretty beautiful. Um, I guess yeah, it would be like the setup. Would have to like look into that or whatever. But I've heard some good things about Quebec, and I think if I was on a good contract or whatever, it would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I've heard. Well, actually, there's a, an interview coming from somebody in Quebec, so okay, got some got some hookups. Oh, sweet. For you. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, I've heard good things too. I almost planted a fall in Quebec. One yeah. Year, and then didn't for various reasons, but uh, it sounds like it can be a pretty good gig. Yeah, like so. like I've heard of like gigs starting in May or whatever mm-hmm. and going yeah till like October yeah. or whatever. Like that's pretty cool. Yeah, fall in Quebec is is a big thing. Right. So, right. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I mean, like, there's no pressing con- to, like, I got to get there or whatnot. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I would totally be open to it. Like, I feel like planting, it's one of those things now where I feel like I can't not do at least some, you know, like every year kind of thing like that. Mm-hmm. Just because it's, it's, I feel like I get so much out of it, just mm-hmm. physically, mentally, yeah, spiritually, want to call it that. So if you if you can sort of like rewind to to little Mike, yeah, in his rookie year. Oh, are I thought you, I thought you, you were thinking like little little really little, little Mike. Yeah, because <laughs> I'll, I'll just like interject. There's like this point that I can remember being like little, like three years old, maybe, and maybe I was four. Uh, at like a conservation area hmm. and uh, just being like mesmerized of sorts at how much I enjoy just like climbing up the rocks and the hill and like using the trees and just basically like navigating like angulus terrain yeah. of sorts just like the rawness of like there's like no ropes or whatever. It's, it's like, I'm just climbing up this rock. Like mom and dad are way over there. You know, like I'm, I'm just doing like the independence within like the forest adventure. Of you sorts. already had tree planting on the brain. Kind of. Before you yeah. even knew it. Yeah. Subconsciously. Kind of. Yeah. 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 So you're like, pre- like oh. you're prepping for that coastal ground. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Those cliffs. Totally. Uh, but yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, like going back to maybe not little Mike, but like littler Mike, I right. suppose. Um, rookie Mike. Okay. And sort of, you know, being able to see all of what you know now in a way. Are you surprised that you're that you're here? Are you hmm. are you surprised that you're still tree planting and that it's become, you know, w- what it's become for you and and your life? Interesting. Um, interesting question and I think there's a there's there's a yes and a no element to it like a bit of both uh yes I'm surprised uh in an ex to an extent because when I started you know like the whole point of like commitment and whatnot was like very suppressed within mm-hmm, me mm-hmm. and uh, I like I'd said to you I'd always kind of had this idea or this attitude that like even though I was like serious about it or thought it was like the coolest thing ever um, 
and so many awesome experiences that like it didn't count or it wasn't valid like in a way that like it couldn't be my like everything or whatever because it it just didn't compute with my you know logic or like the rhetoric that was in my head Mm -hmm. so in that regard it's kind of like holy fuck like you know like I developed some emotional intelligence like along the way (laughs) yeah uh because because young rookie Mike like maybe I had a little bit but like very little bit you know, in a way where it was more like I was just acting out all my shit all the time and I would use, like, I guess my world or whatnot just to act out my shit. Uh, so not not very considerate of others, even myself, really, because mm-hmm. it was just hard on myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in, in that regard, yeah, it's like a huge surprise that, I, that I'm here and that, like, I'm so calm and so chill. Because in a lot of ways, I wasn't that person. Mm-hmm. I was just, maybe I was good at hiding my insecurities at times. Like, I wouldn't want to tell anyone if I was uncomfortable about something. Oh, I was very good at that. So I can I can relate. Okay. Yeah, bottling, suppressing. Yeah. Very good at that. Like, oh, man. I mean, ugh, like, I used to even get overwhelmed my first year with just, like, what? Like, I got to, like, make my fucking lunch and shit like because I got my mom to like make my lunch like like the whole time I went to school pretty much yeah I was pretty close as well you know like like and I mean that's just like a joke like kind of point but there was like some truth to it when I started in terms of just like how effective I was in taking care of like my basic points Mm -hmm. um yeah so it's like I did learn to develop like a pretty structured way to just get all my shit in order taken care of in a way that was good that worked Um, and that was kind of like a grounding foundational point in some ways because you know I wasn't really doing that for myself normally or like not with any discipline you know like yeah it was just absent kind of kind of thing so um and i guess the flip side to all of this would be like well no i'm not surprised that i'm here because there's like a part of me that's always been self-assured self-confident like in spite of my insecurities Mm -hmm. in a way uh and it's kind of interesting in that like a physical things like i i like just like the physical act of like the planting um and so it's kind of like i felt like i really made that into me so it was kind of like well i could always plant i could always like throw down and i like the idea of of that or whatnot and like the shop talk about planting i i always loved that like it wasn't until i went to like bc did i realize that like oh people don't necessarily want to know how many trees you planted Oh God, yeah. yeah, that is such an Ontario thing. Oh, yeah, I totally relate to that. Yeah, 
oh my god it was like oh <laughs> it's like, not a competition what yeah like I, I thought everybody wanted to ask everybody like all yeah. the time like what did you do today how did you do today I know in Ontario they used to write it on a board yeah they'd write like, like the top five yeah, yeah. the top ten yeah company baller whatever jazz. Yeah. yeah it was a big deal so yeah it, it, yeah a lot of uh, yeah a lot of stuff so surprised I'm here in some ways and then other ways like not at all kind of mm. thing yeah I guess I guess ultimately my maturity of sorts is like surprise like you know because it, it, when you're like not as mature you don't really think or like have the cognitive faculties to be like even rec even receptive of the fact that you're like where you're at mm-hmm. you know yeah. like that's like the most common thing as like a young young adult is to think that like you're the bees knees like you're the shit like you know everything like you're god's gift to life <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean especially but, after a few seasons right like just all this shit like yeah. just total fucking rock star status yeah. but it's like it's so made up and it's just like the coping to the like not being it kind yeah. of thing but wanting to be it, but like just not self-accepting fully yet kind of thing. Yeah. So I feel like I've gone through like a ton of that over, over, over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm curious, you know, it's a bit of a, a loaded question and, and I don't know if there's necessarily an answer to it, but I like asking people anyways, yeah. um, how long you plan to tree plant for in the future. And of course, with that being said, I mean, like, who, you know, how can we plan? Like, what is really guaranteed? I mean, if anything, this pandemic really shows everyone that is that nothing is guaranteed. But I'm always curious of just people's thoughts because, you know, sometimes people do have sort of an intention anyways to eventually phase out or to not phase out. And so I'm, I'm curious uh, what your thoughts are on that. Um, before this season started, I was kind of looking at the idea that like, I'd commit to like five solid seasons Um, because what was it? Wait, Um, I guess, yeah, I came up with it like just before I started last season Mm -hmm. and I turned 35, I guess, for that season. So the idea was like, oh, if I did five more, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, that would push me up to 40. And the idea was that that was like motivation and inspiration to really like be entering my forties in like full on beast mode. Like just like (laughs) who I am as like a man and a human here. Okay. It's like a fucking beast of a man. Yeah. Uh, Cause I just, I associate tree planting with like being a beast. Like, I mean, you don't have to be a beast to be a planter or whatnot, but like it's there for you if you want it. And like, um, just with like the structure more so using that to like having that there as a, as like a, a guiding point to support me and like continuing to like work out and build my body and, and just like honor myself and, and planting just kind of being like also a sport of sorts to me. And by just keeping it there, it can support me in a lot of other areas of my life as well. And, uh, yeah, like it's fun and, and I've always been adverse to creating like timelines of like responsibility, commitment structures. Um, so like doing this for myself was kind of like a way to be like, 
you know what? Like, let's really like just cement my like foundation here and, and kind of just like putting all my ducks in order, so to speak. And, uh, yeah, do it. So that's kind of like, that's like a baseline of what I'm kind of within right now. Um, but I've also been kind of looking at the point of creating my own company, tree planting company. Cool. Um, and now, you know, I question like how much sort of consultation work there is in foreign countries as somebody who's like highly experienced in like the country that does the most, uh, tree planting forestry work in the world. Mm -hmm. Like that makes us like quite the specialists like already. And so it's like, huh, like maybe, you know, maybe I want to focus the business or company on like doing work in, in other countries specifically is like helping people set up, uh, their mills or their forestry operations over there or whatnot. Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't know exactly how I want to do it. Um, I've also thought like, Oh, maybe I want to like specialize on bringing like international, uh, people, uh, to Canada to tree plant for the experience, the exposure, the culture, uh, with the idea that then they can take that and like open an operation back where they are. And then this is just like the classroom, but also like, yeah, the building, the teaching, all that. Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely entrepreneur. I'm definitely business enterprise oriented mm -hmm. with, with the planting a little bit, but, uh, the, yeah, the simplicity of, of liking to plant, like I'll probably do it to some extent till I'm dead. Or like, you know, yeah, it'll never stop really yeah. kind of thing, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. I'm just curious too, because we've touched on this a bit earlier, um, your experience from, you know, when we all start and it's this sort of societal perception, I would say, of, of tree planting that we've spoken of, of that anyone that does it, they don't see it as a real job or as a career and you're just, you're kind of doing it and you're loving it, but you're never really giving it that full magnitude of, okay, this is what I want my life to be. And, and sort of, I mean, yeah, ironically enough, sort of quote unquote planning for it. Um, I'm curious as to your experience as to when you sort of challenged that and that, that fell away and you were able to embrace it as, well, no, I, I'm a tree planter and this is what I do. And this is my life. And even, you know, handling other people's perceptions of that, which I mean, of course, I feel like as we grow and evolve, we eventually just let those all fall away because they don't really matter, other right. people's perceptions. <clears throat> but of course it does. You do get the judgments and the challenges on that um, just from that sort of perception. So Yeah, um, great question. Um, so one of my buddies uh, who I met in my first season planting, he, he really gave me the lifeline to like manage any criticisms I got from the planting like initially in terms of uh, you know it's validity mm -hmm. or like people see me not working after just I just finished planting like oh you know trying to tell me what to do mm -hmm. or whatnot like yeah. you should do this or do that and uh, my buddy kind of gave me like the like fuck off line uh, but a little more tasteful in, in, in the expression uh, you know he just he just like made a joke of, of the point. I thought it was so good. It's just like, 
you know, after a season of planting and anyone tries to tell you shit, it's just like, you just have to like look at them and be like, do you know how many trees I've planted? Like, do you know? Like, do you know? Like, do you know how much effort that took? Like, do you know what it takes to do that? Like, and they don't. Yeah. And it's full on. And it was like, yeah, that kind of like put to bed any real like thing anyone could like kind of chirp me on about the integrity of like my work or whatever. Because it's like nobody else knows. So, yeah, that that was thank you, Shane. <laughs> yeah, and I, I just think that's something that's so useful for so many people yeah. um, who are maybe at that precipice of, especially for those it's, who are students and then you graduate, yeah. but then you want you want to keep planting. Oh man, well, it's like okay, like let's just think logically for a moment, also, right? Like, I guess that for me too was like, like the like time. Your time is like so precious mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, like. At least as far as I know, thus far, maybe time isn't precious, and I've, we've got it all wrong. But well, it depends it, it, on it, what it you seems... think time is, too. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Fair. Um, so, so like, I don't know. Like, it, 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 it seems to me uh, that like we each get to choose what we do with our time. And there's only ever so much of it, like, and in a way, so it's like, it's not about necessarily what we do with our time, but it's like who we are with our time Mm -hmm. and like within it kind of thing. And, uh, um, your whole life, people will tell you what they think you should do. Um, I realized that like, huh, like I really like to hear what people thought of me or what they thought I should do or what is right for me or what is wrong, <laughs> all of that. And, uh, cause I was pretty sensitive emotionally, but I couldn't articulate that for a while. Uh, so it's kind of interesting because it's like, we all go through that process in some way or another is like learning to stand up for ourselves and kind of like becoming who we really are in a way where it's like there's no doubt or question of like who I am here it's mm-hmm. just like this is me this is who I am like I can tell you to fuck off or or, or not, have yeah. a cupcake or yeah. whatever uh, and I think that's like an important almost coming of age point and uh, I think it's it's like the one thing you can do in life is like honor your decisions and commitments like first and foremost for yourself um I think for me, I've always been kind of maybe geared a bit towards that because I always found it interesting, like the dichotomy of the fact that like someone who isn't living my life could be so emotionally invested in telling me to do one thing or another thing. And that always challenged me, like starting with my mother Mm -hmm. to do the opposite of what people tell me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it took me some time to realize that like, if I'm always doing the opposite of what people tell me, that makes me pretty predictive as well. <laughs> <laughs> and that I could be exploited, you know, yeah. I may have some vulnerabilities yeah. there. Um, yeah. A little so. reverse psychology. <laughs> You're right. It was just like, did mom figure that out? When did mom figure that out? <laughs> yeah. So, 
So I I wanted to ask you too a little bit about your your vlog, your little my like, tree planting vlog. Yeah, that you got going on because I discovered it obviously on on Instagram and it it's just so good, Aww. hilarious. Aww. I love it and. Uh, yeah, I just thought, you know, maybe you want to talk a bit about that for the yeah. listeners. And okay. Yeah. Cool. And what sort of made you decide to start doing that and, mm-hmm. and the whole deal? Um, well, yeah, like I, I was mentioning, like, a bunch of years ago, I thought it would be cool to do, like, a documentary or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I took a bunch of footage that year, but I basically just, like, overwhelmed myself with how much footage I captured, and it wasn't tagged or organized very well. <laughs> And then I thought I was like organizing or tagging it well, but I was just making it more messy. Yeah, and it was yeah. just like this disorganized mess of content. <laughs> it had like no structure. Uh, and so I, I kind of played with that whole approach of like the kiss, keep it simple, stupid. And it was like, okay, I have like a lot of mates around the world uh, that I would like to share this with because I've been doing the planting thing like a long time I've been traveling and I've been connecting like online since the internet's been online kind of thing uh, So yeah, I just simply wanted to like Do something and the whole with Instagram, you know, it's super popular so easy so easy yeah. like click and then I just realized that like on your feed or whatever, like any video that's longer than a minute gets like cut off or it goes to like Instagram TV, but it's like yeah. been extra clicks and all this shit. And, <laughs> yeah. I, and I realized that like, I almost never watch anyone's like Instagram uh, TV shit or whatever. Like once in a while, maybe like sometimes, but I usually just can't be bothered. Like I'm mildly annoyed the fact that I have to click more. Like I can't just keep watching it. Also attention span. Right. Yeah. Also that too. <laughs> and also just thinking like, well, everybody is busy, whatnot. And I thought the one minute point was just like a cool structuring for me to just like stay consistent, stay disciplined with it. And just also that a lot can happen in like one minute or you can say shit or whatnot. And it's just like a way for me to like catalog like the tree planting season and then just like share it more with like others Mm -hmm. yeah so that's yeah that's like totally like the nut and bolts of it cool um it's gonna be fun because i just got a buddy a job who's gonna be on like my next contract and so this will be like a cool way to reflect back to like you know year one um yeah you know in in so many ways seeing the stars in the rookie's eyes yeah all of it like just or just asking him like so what what did you think today like 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 that yeah i think there's just so much fun there and and just kind of playing around with it well and you know i can say this because the series will be out by the time this episode comes out is you know that's why i'm doing the rookie series you're doing I didn't even know oh that. I didn't tell you that no you didn't yeah tell it's actually um well it's so yeah we're recording this on a fuck what day is it what day is it Wednesday yeah I think it's Wednesday yeah. on Friday I'm okay. releasing it um, oh, wow. so I can say this cause yeah it's, it's the end of April and so this Friday I'm releasing my new series called Wild Tribulations cool The Path of a Rookie in 2020 wow and uh, it's actually uh, fair Layton Oh, who's you uh, did, on my crew. Okay, you mentioned you. Yeah, yeah. Wow, and so okay. I'm going to document her journey because it oh, is, man. I think, so interesting to wow. and so useful for 
for people wanting to get into tree planting or for other rookies, totally. newer planters, like just, oh, that's so good. you know, to get an insight and just to watch someone's journey is, is really interesting. I think, yeah. So. Like, like I can, I've always, I guess like, uh, oh, it really felt, really felt like for the rookies, like always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I've seen sometimes, you know, the foreman like give such minimal, words of oh, yeah. support yeah. and anything and just kind of like oh figure it out man like there you go or I showed you like one minute worth of stuff or whatnot and then they just fuck off all day yeah. and pick them up at the end of the day and it's just like wow like it's almost like I mean that's terrible like that's such bad form and it, it boggles me that like owners of companies when they have new people come in that they like I don't know, maybe don't pay more homage mm-hmm. themselves too to those like beginners or those noobs. Um, so I've always kind of felt like compelled, I guess, at different times when I encounter a rookie to like help them out, take some moments yeah. maybe, or give them a few words that they can like chew on for yeah. days kind yeah. of thing. Well, and that's what I kind of hope with this podcast too. Is right. that, I mean, it's not someone out there showing you what to do, but it's perspective, it's insight and tips and tricks, yeah. and uh, that actually really segues nicely into my last question. Okay, uh, which is, what is one piece of advice you would give anyone who is considering going tree planting or will be going tree planting for their first time this season? One piece of advice, huh? Maybe it's something that you wished you knew when you started or even something over the years that you've realized is really pertinent that perhaps would not get covered, you know? Because hmm. uh, people love to talk about all the good stuff. Of right, right. right? Well, well, just okay, like, that's funny. Because yeah. uh, what first popped into my mind was Watkins uh, bug cream. Thank you. That's something I always mention. Okay. That shit is like... Right? Like yeah. it's the best shit. I just sent my buddy... I got him a job this summer because yeah. his, his work fell through and I made a list for him just a few days ago of like, you need to have all these things. Watkins was on that list. So I'm like, yeah. just thinking now, like, I don't think I have any Watkins. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a little different on the coast, but, right? and also for the listeners, especially for rookies who don't know what Watkins is, it is a type of bug, bug dope, but yeah. it's a cream. Yeah. You can usually buy it at a hardware store. Um, you can buy it at the pharmacies around Vanderhoof. I know that, but it comes in a white bottle with green writing. It's for all of you who don't like chemicals. It does have like 20% DEET, which is why it works. And, uh, it's fantastic. So good. nothing works better. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, I guess the other like tidbit for, uh, planter potential people is that like, well, okay, here's it's, it's maybe it's not so much a tip. It's a perspective. Well, it's a tip, you know, it's, it's be patient with yourself and gentle because your body's going through a metamorphosis. Yeah. It's like you're the caterpillar, caterpillar becoming the butterfly in a way of sorts. And you're going to feel it in like all your, you know, joints, tendons and ligaments and muscles because you're going to be doing shit like time after time after time after time after time and it's like shit that you haven't been doing and it's like you can't really I don't think yet we have 
no, the technology, maybe if, if you or me wrote the software or some other planter wrote the software, we could have a tree planting simulation thing where they get all these hand mo- movements they'd be able to practice or whatnot. But like, no, pretty much there's like nothing really you can do to prepare for the planting itself. Yeah. Um, and so that like, you're going to be sore sometimes, you're going to not want to do it, but one breath at a time goes a long way. And rinse and repeat that formula and it'll be fine yeah awesome well thank you for the great conversation mike yeah likewise. this was fun i I've, i love the questions that's so cool and i love to get to know people better by doing these interviews too so because i've only known you really for a few days a few days <laughs> <laughs> but i mean it's like the equivalent i've talked about it before right you spend a couple days planting with someone and You've probably known them for a few months now. Just, oh my god! Just based on the, right? everything you talk about. Totally. So, yeah, yeah. Great. Well, yeah. Thanks for coming on the show, and uh, I mean, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, maybe we'll put a link to your uh, your little vlog in the show notes if you're, oh, if you're into her. that, yeah, give so her. folks can check it out. Give her. Awesome. awesome. Okay. Cool. All right. We'll s- see you later. Thanks, Aaron. <laughs>